So uh, today, uh, when Jim mentioned, you know, why don't you speak tonight? Um, or actually, he gave me more than today's notice. <laughs> A few days ago when he asked me if I would speak, some of the different things that had been stirring in my heart is being at peace or resting during the holidays. You know, the holidays, it's, it's unlike other times of the year because you have your normal day-to-day routines that you're doing, you're going through, but then you also have all this extra stuff to do because you're trying to make it special for your family, your friends. There's, there's dinners that you're going to, there's parties that you're throwing, there's events that are going on all month long, and uh, as you're preparing, you still have regular life that you're dealing with too. So you still have dishes, you still, you know, for those of you that do dishes, we still have that, we still have to vacuum, we still have to make beds, all that kind of fun stuff. Lots and lots of laundry when you have a family as large as ours, you know. We have lots of laundry on top of everything else that's going on. And so it, it requires, um, you know, effort and energy to stay at peace and to stay at rest during these times when we have extra things. But I wanted to read Psalm 91.1. He who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. So this week, um, all week long, you know, this has been a scripture, just Psalm 91. I've just been going over and over and over the whole week. And this scripture has just been really standing out to me that we take the first step as far as we are making the choice, we are making the decision to dwell in the secret place, to dwell with God, to make him a priority in our life. And then this is what happens when we do that. We are abiding under the shadow of the Almighty. That's what happens as we choose to place a priority of God in our life and to, and to keep our eyes focused on him. Then the, we uh, have that protection. I don't know uh, if any of you have ever seen a chicken with little chicks it is so adorable. I had um, the privilege of living on a farm for a while, and we raised chickens. And uh, in not a, not a lot of chickens, but there were at some point we had quite a few chickens. But um, as they would sit on their eggs, and then those little eggs would hatch, and you've got these cute little chicks, and they're running around, and then all of a sudden, you know, if they get scared or something like that, or maybe it's time to go to sleep, they go and they go under their mom's wings, and they're just protected. You can't even see them. They just kind of hide and snuggle in that. I just think that's such a beautiful depiction of what it is that as we go to God, as we look to him, he's protecting us from everything that is going on around us. And we're just kind of snuggling in there, and then he is watching over us and, uh, and helping us. And so as we're going through the Thanksgiving and the, now the Christmas seasons, we want to 
uh, see ourselves as being protected and that he's helping us. He's helping us get through all the extra things that we have to do, all the hectic schedules that's going on. You know, if you're a student, you have all of these um, tests that start to happen before the end of the year because you're going to have this break and there's, you know, they'd rather you take the test before you go on uh, your vacation in case you forget it over the six, nine days that you have for vacation, whatever it is every year. And so uh, we, can, we can begin to feel this pressure because we have all these extra things to do. And it's at that point that we can remember that we have God with us. That um, if you look at John 14, 16, it says, And I will pray the Father, and he will give you another helper, that he may abide with you forever. So we have this helper that uh, Jesus said, this is Jesus saying this to us, that when he uh, goes to heaven, he's going to pray for us to have the Holy Spirit. The, the, the helper that he is referring to is the Holy Spirit. And so we have that Holy Spirit that is abiding with us today. He's with us tomorrow. He's with us next Monday. He's with us each and every day. And so if we can see that, again, it's like you're abiding in the shadow of the Almighty. You're, you are protected by God. He is with you. He's in you. Everything that he has said in his word, you now have this helper to be able to help you do that. You can have help to rest when everything is busy. You can have help to uh, take tests when you're a student. You can have help uh, to put things in priority in the list and the different ways that you should do things. And uh, another thing that I wanted to just touch on is Matthew eleven twenty-eight through 30. So I'm giving you kind of the scriptures up front and then we'll kind of uh, explain them a little bit more. But Matthew eleven twenty eight says, Come to me, all you who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Doesn't it seem like it would be good to be at rest when things are really busy, when things are tough? It would be nice to have rest and have peace. And Jesus is saying, Come to me, all you who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. So each and every day that we face, everything that we are going through, all the goals that we have for life, everything that we are doing, we want to keep in mind that Jesus is telling us his yoke is easy and his burden is light. And so if we're feeling overwhelmed, if we're feeling like it's too much to handle, like I can't juggle everything, I just can't get it all done, then we should probably take a, a self-check and just say, hey, am I doing something that's not required of me? Am I doing something that maybe God doesn't have for me? And again, if the Holy Spirit is our helper and he's with us and he's abiding in us forever, we can go to him. We can go to God 
personally and just say, God, help me. So here's some things that we could have wisdom as we're going into the holidays, as we're going into this Christmas season. First, what is the priority? What should my priorities be for this Christmas season? Secondly, what do I want this Christmas season to look like? What do I want to do? And then uh, thirdly, what do I actually need to do? Because you know there are things that you want to do, and then you only have so much time. So then there's the actual things. What do I actually need to do? And then a fourth but a very vital part of this that we're going to touch on is how do I maintain my love for others in the process? Because sometimes when we are really busy or we feel pressure, um, the people that we care about the most are usually the ones that feel the brunt of that pressure. <laughs> so, so first of all, I, I'm saying, what is the priority of Christmas? What should the priority be? Well, if you look at what Christmas is, Christmas is celebrating the birth of Christ. So God is definitely a huge priority. But we do it with our family and with our friends. And so it's so easy at Christmas to be busy. And you see it all the time. People can get so busy with Christmas that they cut out Christ. (laughs) They cut out God. They don't have uh, enough time to read their Bible. They don't have time to pray because they're just so busy. There's just too much to get done. So these are the things that they cut And these are the things that help us to actually um, dwell in the secret place of the Most High. And these are the things that we're cutting. We're letting things that are superficial take away from the things that actually are our priority. And so we want to be careful. We don't want to cut out our Bible reading. We don't want to be too busy to pray. We don't want to be too busy to go to church. You know, if you have this great, huge meal but you're doing it at the expense of the fellowship of being together and celebrating Christ together. You know, we have to be careful. What is my priority for Christmas? So we're talking about this on November 30th because we have a whole month to plan and prepare. What is our priority this year? You know, uh, it is so important. A, A lot of times there are things that we are supposed to cut corners on. And, and to do things and be more efficient, and, and there is that truth. But the thing that we want to make sure that we're not cutting the corners on is our relationship with God. It is so important that we are abiding in him, and then we will be in the shadow of him. He will be uh, surrounding us. It's really hard to stay full of joy and peace in God if you are leaving God out. But as we focus on God, then it allows us to put our, our mind, keep our eyes on him, reminding ourselves of, of the fact that he is with us and he is helping us. And it's hard to remember his help if we have forgotten him in the process. So uh, one of the things that we want uh, to do also is to have it with our family and our friends. This is so important. That's the whole 
you know, beauty of it is that we are with our family and our friends at this time and we're showing them our appreciation. So when we decide what we want our Christmas to look like, we want to keep in mind this purpose, that it is for family and friends and being with them as well. You know, and sometimes when we have too many tasks that we're doing, it can take away from our peace and then we can become stressed. And when we're stressed, it's really easy to lose mercy for other people when they get in our way because we, we need to get this done. <laughs> Somebody's messing up the pace that we want to run at. And most of the time, those people that are messing up that pace are in our daily life. And so we want to remember, hey, it is for them that I'm doing all this. I, you know, when you're going Christmas shopping, you're doing, you're doing this because you want something special to be able to bless your family. Well, in the process, you don't want to act like they're a nuisance and a bother the whole month because you're trying to bless them on Christmas Day. And so, uh, you know, another thing that sometimes can happen is we can start putting things on our plate because um, we feel like maybe family's expectation are, is that we're supposed to do certain things. And uh, that can produce a resentment. One thing that's really important when we're looking at our priorities of what Christmas is, is what do I actually have to give? Sometimes we can try to give more than what we actually have, more time than what we have. We're trying to do things just exactly perfect because we think this, if something's out of place, somebody's going to be, you know, judging us for that. And uh, it can take, it can steal the peace from us in those kind of situations. And so we want to remember, we, it's a season of giving and we are giving, but you can't give more than what you have. If you do, it's easy to start getting sick, getting run down, giving, you know, uh, and then like I said, just losing peace because you are walking on eggshells because you are thinking that somebody's going to judge you for something that you are doing, or maybe that you didn't do the way that they would do it, or the way that grandma would have done it, or the way that great-grandma would have done it, you know, and, but in the meantime, if we're keeping our focuses, I'm doing this to be a blessing, and I'm doing it as unto the Lord, then that will help us to stay as we're walking in peace. Uh, so then, we, um, as we're looking for what our priority is, then we also can determine what do we want this season to look like. A huge way that we can start that is just by asking God, God, what, what, what should this season look like? What's important to you? And again, you know, uh, one of the priorities is just resting in him and determining that you're going to spend time with him. And uh, that will keep you the right perspective. And, and as you're making the choices and the decisions of other things, if you are drawing close to him and you are asking him for his help, then when you're going through the actual tasks, you can ask him, is this something that I should do? Is this something I shouldn't do? And uh, he will help you to stay that focus while you're preparing. So then you can ask, what things do I want to do? Everyone does it differently. You know, for me, I, I'll tell you some of the things that I like. I like sending out Christmas cards. I, I keep it simple. It used to be um, when we first started sending out Christmas cards as a family, 
I, and I had no children, um, I would write in every single card. And I just uh, enjoyed writing a note and telling everybody Merry Christmas and all that. And uh, the more kids, the less the words. And then by the end, you know, over the years, too, you, you make more friends and you have more people to send Christmas cards. I don't know if you have, uh, you know, as you get older, you just, there's more people you know. And so then we have this thing in our family that we'll do like an assembly line. And somebody gets to put the stamp on, somebody gets to put the return address label, somebody gets to put the address label, you know, to the sender. And uh, it's just a fun time. Someone gets to stuff it, someone gets to lick. <laughs> That's such a great job. No, we, we got smart and we started wetting like a, a washcloth or something so that you didn't have to lick so many uh, Christmas cards, but those are just, that's something that we enjoy doing as a family is doing our Christmas cards. And then another thing that I like to do is to get my family gifts and then my extended family gifts. You know, we've got nieces and nephews um, that we enjoy doing things for as well. And then there's people in our lives that matter a lot to us. The kids have teachers, um, now that they're in high school, they have so many teachers. But when they were, you know, more in uh, elementary school and they have one teacher and you like to give that one teacher something special at, at this time of year. And then we have the bus driver. We always do the bus driver because we've known this lady for so many years and just absolutely adore her. And uh, so she's someone that we always like to give something to Christmas. And then... Uh, we don't know our mailman now, but we used to know our mailman. So our mailman was somebody that we would always, you know, want to do something special. And then we had this, um, I don't know exactly what you call them anymore, maintenance. Um, I'm not sure. Basically, when I was growing up, we called them trash man. And um, I don't know what they call them today. But we love ours. And so that's another person that we'll do something special for. So there's people like that that you're thinking about. That's an important thing for us that we'll add to our Christmas to-do list. Then when you have a family of six, there's a lot of wrapping. I mean, even if everybody only gets one present, which they don't, you know, that six is a lot right there just to wrap. But then you start multiplying that because, you know, they have to have little things to just to unwrap. And so before you know it, Wrapping gifts can be an enormous event. And I have to tell you, to be honest, there were days where the kids went to bed and I began wrapping on Christmas Eve. Because <laughs> it was just the way it happened, you know? And so then I realized, you know what, sometimes this little, I'm going to have to start getting some gift bags because sometimes you just get tired of wrapping or you start running out of time because you're like, they're going to be up and wanting to open presents. I'm not ready. So, so that's something that we like to do, decorating the Christmas tree, decorating the house. We don't really make Christmas cookies. I know some people do and enjoy it. But I have to say, that's usually something that doesn't make it on our to-do list. But then we'll make a Christmas dinner plan. But I have to tell you, there have been years when we're, you know, doing something for the church. And one year in particular, we had 
either Chinese or Japanese on Christmas Eve and the other on Christmas Day because that was the one thing that did not get bought was the groceries <laughs> for it. And everything was closed. And so we got to experience that because they were open and we were like, thank God they're open <laughs> so we can eat. And so that was a fun year, a fun memory. <laughs> But you get to choose what your Christmas is going to look like, what, that, what this season looks like. You get to choose how much you put into it, how much you don't want to put into it. And then once you decide what you want to do, then you make a plan for how does it get done. And for us, I will, you know, I will take one thing at a time and get that done and have it done so I can get to the next thing. Because I've learned if I just try to do it all at the same time, it usually takes a lot longer for me to get anything done. And then I'm feeling stressed about all of it at the same time. <laughs> so, so we ended up becoming, making a routine of, okay, so by this point we do our Christmas cards and then we do the extended family gifts and then we do the family gifts and the teacher gifts and all that. And just kind of rolling with it so that it's not so overwhelming all at once. But I learned these different things because I ended up having to ask God, God, help me. I don't want to be stressed. I want to be able to get everything done. I want to be able to enjoy this time because it's so beautiful. It's just such a wonderful time, and it is not fun when you're going through the Christmas lights and seeing everything, and you're feeling like, ah, i got to get it all done. And so we want to be at peace. So once you know what you want to do, then you decide what you can actually do. And again, who is the best one that can help you with that? It is God. If he says, come unto me, all you who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest, his yoke is easy and his burden is light. So if we are feeling stressed during this time of year, one of the things that we need to check and, and ask is, are we doing too much? Is this too, is, would God require this of me? Does he really want me to be miserable or nervous or anxious or, you know, all the different feelings that can come when you just feel like you can't keep up? And God is not doing that to us. He would not expect that from us. Yes, he wants us to love and to um, share, you know, just, uh, you know, blessing our friends and family. But he's not doing it at the expense of us. He's not expecting us to do it at the expense of getting good sleep, of being worried, of being, you know, uh, you know, your stomach's in knots all the time because you just don't know how you're going to get everything done. And so um, I know a lot of these things, some of you guys are already really majorly pros at it, but we've got people that come to our church that are in all walks of life. And so I'm just sharing some of the things that have helped me over the years to end up uh, being able to uh, learn how to be at peace right now. And so when one of the things that we do is we choose, uh, you know, what, what do we need to do and what do we need to say no to? You know, what, what, do, what should we say no? Uh, Jesus knows exactly our abilities. He knows our time. He, he gave everybody 24 hours. 
nobody gets 25 or 26. And so we only have so much time and there's different gifts and abilities that we have. He knows that. So as we look to him to help us, he can help us to uh, make a tailored plan that is just for us. Because I'm going to do things differently than Christina. Christina it has lots of gifts and abilities and is just so precious. And she's going to look at life differently. Even though she's my daughter, she's going to look at life a little bit differently than what I do. She's going to do things differently. And the great thing about it is she doesn't have to do things exactly my way in order for it to be right. And God has made us all slightly different and sometimes very different <laughs> from each other. And he's done that so that we uh, can look to him and he will help us. I can't do everything exactly the way that Christina would do it, and she can't do everything the way that I would do it, and that's okay. And we serve a God who's big enough to be able to help us do what we need to do in our way, and it's okay, and it's wonderful, and it's different. Just like there's all these different snowflakes, all of us are very, very different in our, in our gifts and our talents, and he can tailor a plan that will meet our needs and the needs and the needs of those around us as we look to him. Uh, you know, we want to make sure that we're adding things to what we want to do because we actually want to do it. And again, not because we're afraid that somebody will judge us if we don't do it. You know, if I don't make this recipe, you know, uh, then somebody's going to look down because it's not going to taste like great grandma's or something like that. You know, so we want to do what we want to do rather than uh, not, you know, just like God wants us as we give to him. It's not of compulsion, but it's because we want to give to him. The same when we're dealing with people. We want to bless people because we, it's in our hearts to bless them, not because we feel like if we don't, we're going to be told how our gift was really dumb and, you know, they're going to return it to the mall the next day or whatever, you know. You're giving because you're trying to be a blessing to someone. And so don't worry about, um, I guess, what people think when you're making the decisions of what you're going to do. Uh, and again, uh, we, you, will, you will make a decision a lot faster if you aren't concerned about what everybody is going to say about that decision that you make. A lot of times we can waste so much time when we're like going back and forth, should I do this, should I do that, should I do... No, sometimes there are times where I'll just ask God to give me wisdom when I am uh, shopping for people. I'll just ask him, what would this person like? What would be a blessing? It's a great opportunity to just, you know, there's just times where you're like, oh, I don't think that would work. If you go ahead and buy it and then they don't like it, well, maybe that's how you're learning that that was God telling me not to do that. <laughs> and then other times there's things that you'll buy for someone and it is a huge blessing to them and they really appreciate it. And uh, when that happens, you're just like, thank you, God. Thank you, because, you know, especially sometimes when we have extended family that's um, in different states in the Midwest, uh, you're not in their day-to-day -day life to, to see all the things that they're doing and they're into. 
And there's just been times where I'll just be like, God, I really want this to be special for them. Help me to know what to do. Help me to uh, have something that will be a blessing to them. And it's a great exercise of just learning to trust that he's leading and guiding you, bringing things across your path that will be a blessing. Um, and then again, cut corners wherever you possibly can. And again, you're not cutting out the things that are the major things about <laughs> Christmas, but you're cutting out things that are like details that maybe it, nobody would even notice that you did all this extra work uh, for something, you know, but it's still going to get the, the same result whether or not you did all the extra details into it. And so there's things like that, that sometimes God will give us wisdom. I have this motto, you know, just keep it simple. Anything that I possibly can, I try to keep it simple because then it allows me to do so much, many other things. And so you, you ever, all of us have different strengths. That's uh, something that God put in us. But that would be one thing that I would say over the years I've learned. Just keep it simple. Just keep it simple anywhere that you can. Now, if you really enjoy a detail in something and it's not a stress for you and it's a blessing for you to do it, do it. But then there's other things that, you know, if it's really something you don't want to do and nobody's going to really notice, cut it out. <laughs> Nobody, you know, don't, don't add to your stress for something that you don't even really want to do. Let's look at um, John 13, 34, and 35. It says, A new commandment I give to you, that you love one another as I have loved you, that you also love one another. By this all will know that you are my disciples if you have love for one another. One of the things about the Christmas season that is so beautiful and wonderful is just that a lot of times people are nice. At this year, at this time of year, now maybe not when you're standing in line in a store, but generally, if you're if you're out and about, people are, you know, the music is so fun and festive, and the it's just so beautiful, all the lights and the decorations, and so you've got all this stuff going on, and it just makes people a little bit happier, a little bit, you know, it just is festive, and so. Um, part of that is that the whole point of it is we're celebrating God and Jesus loved us so much that he gave his life for us and uh, celebrating Christmas is one of those things that it allows us to share love if we are um, about what God's heart is God's, God loves people he cares about people he made them in his image, and he cares. And so at Christmas time, this is an opportunity that we have to show people how much we care. And so we're going about, we're putting all this effort and time into making someone's day when they get to open their present or when we meet for a dinner party or we go to a Christmas party. Whatever we're doing, we, we're enjoying the laughter and the fellowship that we have with each other. And we are, we are determined to show God's love. And so uh, when we are at peace, it is a lot easier to show love to other people. When we're uptight, when we're stressed, 
when we're feeling the weight of the season upon us, it is real easy to um, not be in love with people. It's easy uh, to put down people in those kind of settings. But really what we're trying to do is to love people. And you look different um, when other people are not trying to walk in love and you are. And the, you know, the scripture there was saying in verse 35 that people will be able to tell that you are a follower of God just because of the love that is coming through you to other people, that you have interest in them, that you are concerned about them, uh, maybe when nobody else is. And so this is one of those things that as we um, dwell in the secret place of the Most High, going back to that, as we dwell in him, as we are comforted by who he is and we know him and we know that he loves us, in turn we can give that love to other people. One of the things that I've been doing now for a while, there's a scripture that says Psalm 127 to the end of that, that verse. It says, um, for so he gives his beloved sleep. And so uh, a lot of times uh, at night before I go to sleep so that I'm like, I am going to go to sleep. <laughs> I'm going to get good rest. And as I do that, I will just start reminding myself of how much God loves me how much he's done for me, how he's taken such good care of me over the years. He's protected me so many times, you know, in the car, when you see, oh, thank God, that must have been an angel protecting me because <laughs> I should have been in an accident, but I wasn't. How many different things that we walk through in life and, and we see that he has loved us. And so I will remind myself in begin to really focus on that fact that God loves me. And when you are convinced that God loves you, it sure makes it a lot easier to begin to love other people. Sometimes we can think that God is frustrated with us because we don't do everything right. Um, but again, if we look at that uh, scripture in Matthew 11:30, his yoke is easy and his burden is light. He's not going through life and just upset with you all the time and frustrated with you all the time. And sometimes the pressure that we put on ourselves is because we feel like God isn't happy with us or that he is, he, uh, maybe you, uh, didn't do something right or you feel bad about things because maybe certain decisions and things have happened in your life and was that because God didn't care or he's mad at me or he doesn't love me well he does love you he loved you before you ever uh, were even born he loved you he made a decision to follow uh, to give his life for you and give there to be a way for you to walk in a relation with him before you were even on, uh, before you were even in your mother's womb. This, this took place. And so how much more now that we're here and we're alive and we are choosing to follow after him, why would he decide now at this point to be mad and frustrated and just want evil things for us? 
He doesn't want that. He wants our good. And so as we, at this time of year, begin to focus in on the fact that God loved us so much that he sent this baby that was the son of God to come to this earth, if we're focusing in on that and that how much he cares about us, then we have this love on the inside of us. We realize he's with us all the time. We realize that that love is in us all the time. And then we can in turn affect people that are in our lives. And we can give that love to them. And uh, as we do that, it is allowing Jesus to shine through us in this season. You know, people are looking to be loved. People want to be accepted. People want to know that you care, that God cares. And as we begin to show his love towards people, that compels, the, the, then God is working on their heart. And he is letting them know. He is, he is letting them know that he cares about them just the way that you care about them. And that is so important that we, at this time of year, let our love be attractive to other people. Not putting people down, not, you know, getting frustrated all the time, but realizing that it is Christ in us that is the hope that we have, but it's also the hope that other people need as well. And just as he has been there for us, he will be there for other people. And that's so important to keep uh, that as the focus. When we're doing things, we're in, we're in the grocery store and, uh, and people are you know, being impatient with the cashier and then you come up and you're just smiling. And just, you know, rather than getting on his or her case, you're just like, you know, Merry Christmas, hope your day's going well. You know, it's showing that you care. And why can you do that? Because you're at peace. And you're knowing that God is with you and he's helping you. And it doesn't matter if you're five minutes longer or a half an hour longer or even an hour longer because the lines are so long. You're doing this because you are sharing his love with other people. And as we go through our days with that mindset, it allows him to use us to be that bright light in this season.